Greetings, citizens. Space Ghost here, with salutations from deep within the bowels of outer space, urging you to keep listening and enjoying the Long Box Crusade Network. And they want me to ask you what's in your long box, which to me sounds unpleasant and unseemly, and nothing you would ask if you come from, say, a background where a nun would hit you in the hands with a ruler for asking, hey, Sister Mary, what's in your long box? See, you would not say, this sounds like something you wouldn't say to a nun. Nonetheless, it makes me uncomfortable, but he handed me money, so I read it. So keep listening to the Long Box Crusade Network. If you don't, a rutabaga will grow in your nose. Space Ghost, out! You're listening to Lombox Crusade Podcast, episode 20, featuring Action Comics 666, cover date of June 20th episode of the Longbox Crusade. I'm your host, Pat, aka DJ Christatos. The Longbox Crusade is a podcast where each episode, a random cover, month, and year is chosen, and then an issue is selected from the over 20 plus longboxes that have been collected over the last 40 years and stashed away in my basement. Each episode, we will summarize, review, and reminisce about the issues, ads, and events for that time period. Joining me is, as always, Jared Albrecht, the yard sale artist. Back. It's a prescription for danger. I'm going to go old school since this is the 20th episode of where it all started. All around the globe. It's, it's death. death row. Row. And then what's really scary is now I have to see your face make that <laughs> sound. <laughs> mm, yeah. Man, I can't tell you how happy I am to be here on the 20th episode. I know we've blown past 20 episodes on other shows, but this mm-hmm. is where it started. This is the fun show. This is the one where we do specials from time to time. So it's still special to me. So mm-hmm. I'm happy to be here with 75% of you. That's almost half. It is. <laughs> I like those odds. <laughs> it is. It's hard to believe. 20 episodes. Wow. Can you believe it? That's where it all started. Back in the day. Let's see who else is here with me. Joining us is Jason Albrick, the Weasel Skull. <laughs> well, I guess I'll keep it in the spirit. We'll do the old call. What's the call? Weasel Skull! Weasel Skull! <laughs> I don't remember us doing that, I think but anyway. made that up just now. I'm not... <laughs> <laughs> now we've done it before. You guys yeah? just oh, forgot. Well. Let's go back in the archive. And if you're interested in going back in the archives, just go ahead and scroll back on the Longbox Crusade feed. you got to look hard for these Longbox episodes. They're specials. They're yeah, hidden they're, in there. They're, they're, they're hidden like in the yeah. Easter eggs. Yes. yes. It's like, like it's If you like... swallow a diamond and there's a diamond in your poop, you got to find it. That's a bad analogy. <laughs> it is. I, I, I just let the diamond go. <laughs> Baby it's is like gone. Finding that creamy feeling in the hostess fruit pie. <laughs> Inside the poop. Yep. Oh, no, wait. <laughs> 
Stop with the poop, Jared. All right, my bad. <laughs> anyway, Uh-oh. I'm excited to be here as well. 20th episode. Yeah, this is the fun one where we talk music, we talk films, and of course we talk comic. This one's fun, and I'm sure it'll be special. Definitely. Speaking about being special, let's bring in <laughs> Delvin the Dark Web Williams. Yeah, just a reminder uh, to everyone, load up on guns and bring your friends. It's fun to lose and to pretend. She's overboard and self-assured. Oh, no, I know a dirty word. It's a little bit Nirvana. Smells like Teen Spirit. It was recorded in May 1991. Oh. Like, you know, right around the time frame of which this Longbox Crusade is made. When you say the words, it's hard to picture where they're from. It is different. I didn't try to sing them. I just... Well, that's probably why. I'm like, well, what is he talking about? Mm. You know, and you don't have that cool, you know, that guitar riff going, you know, going... That's right, we're becoming a boy band. We're all a cappella. We already are a boy band. There's no instruments except mics. Old man band? I don't know. Boy That's all we need. That's all we need. So let's find out what's going on for your crusade. What is your current crusade? We'll start with Jared. Well, I guess I have to be completely unoriginal and say mm-hmm. art, but I will make it targeted. I have Toy Lanta is going to be my first show of 2020 up there in Marietta, Georgia. Come see me if you can. So I'm trying to do a lot what more toy-related art. Off the for top the of my head, I want to say it's March 22nd, the weekend of March 22nd, off the top of my head. I reserve the right to be wrong, but check Get out. Your tickets go, now. Go Google Toy Lanta. So I'm trying to do art that's more toy-oriented. You know, I already do some Joe stuff, and I do a little bit of Star Wars stuff, so I'm really just kind of trying to bulk up that, and I might dabble in some Transformers stuff for the first time, so we'll see how that goes. So this is, there'll be all kinds of toys and stuff there, I'm yep. assuming. So yeah. He-Man... Yeah, G.I. Joe, perhaps. Yep. You got, oh, I and, know where this is going. And uh, yeah, so I just, <laughs> I just wanted to note that March 28th <laughs> is my birthday. Well, that shouldn't be a problem because, like, you're fairly certain you're getting what you want for Christmas. Well, you should be able to save up then, Jason, and then give Jared some money. Well, that's you. not the point. That's not the point. <laughs> yeah, Jared can give you a discount, like, Two, three percent, maybe, right? Yeah. It is your birthday. You think you'd give me a whole three percent? Maybe, <laughs> maybe. I, I was being presumptuous. I was Sky Striker. That's fine. <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, I was unclear. Yeah. Now I got it. So you're getting ready for Toy Lanta. Toy Lanta, yep. That's your crusade, getting some artwork done. Yep. All right. Jason, besides trying to weasel a Sky Striker from somebody. (laughs) Anybody, really. What's your current crusade? And and probably maybe we can start a Patreon just for you, a Kickstarter to get Jason at Sky Striker. Let's make Wild Weasel. Put him in a (laughs) Sky Striker. I'll probably get the Rattler instead. (laughs) My crusade, actually, uh, I wrapped it up. We did the Tacoma Comic Con. I went with my son. We had a great time over two days. Met Gil Gerard, Buck Rogers from back in the day, from the old Buck Rogers of the 25th century. And that was fun. My crusade while I was there was to pick up some Christmas presents. I got Christmas presents for uh, my uh, crusade secret Santa for this year. So I got that taken care of. Who is that? That's... you know, they'll find out. Okay. It's, it's myself. I got a sky strike. <laughs> <laughs> oh, look, look what I got. Oh, look at that. <laughs> it's here. It's me. 
But no, so that was a good time. Had fun. Met some creators. Might have got uh, Jared a little birthday present coming his way. Yeah, so my crusade Christmas shopping is just about complete. Very cool. Very cool. Delvin, what's your current crusade? I haven't really been up to much. So uh, I'll fall back to my old standard of getting back into the grind of jujitsu. It seems like I I got through the tail end of uh, my summer with two weddings. And then once that settled down, I just got a little bit of normality back. So just trying to get back into the schedule before the Thanksgiving and Christmas holidays kick in. Mm -hmm. Work picks up a little bit and all that stuff. So my main thing has just been, been getting back into my routine before it gets out of joint again for our Christmas and Thanksgiving. What about you, Pat? What oh, crusade are oh, you currently oh, on? Oh. Kind of like you guys, I've got a couple of dabbling in a couple of different things, but I think my current crusade is, uh, we're just going to take it back to my health again. Trying to get a little more healthier, get my numbers in a good fluctuation and in doing so i've been told i really need to drink a lot more water so where's your water let's see it here's my water so my crusade was to make water drinking fun and Mm -hmm. what i did was bought a bunch of i went on amazon i got to find some water bottles or shakers things like that that i can take to work with me and make it fun so i bought several dc shaker bottles so i got a green lantern one i got a batman one i got a flash one and i got a superman one well glhg would approve the one you're using mm-hmm. tonight. Yeah, that's what I thought of when I got that one. I'm like, oh, GL, I like that one. Well, whoever got a secret Santa, I mean, you can get him a Marvel set. Yeah. Maybe it's me. I don't know. Ooh. Mine will come with tea bags oh. in them. <laughs> I better wash sure I better wash them. <laughs> Scrub them down. Scalding hot water, Pastor. Oh, Run it through the dishwasher twice. <laughs> well, let's go ahead and get the show started. So we invite you to be a part of the show by submitting your comments and memories, which will be read later on in the show. All links and pictures for this episode are in the show notes, which can be found at the website longboxcrusade.com. Please add the podcast to your favorite podcast feed or on iTunes. You can also follow the podcast on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter by the handle at Longbox Crusade. We hope you come along with us on this crusade to read them all. Read them all. Read them all. What's in your long box? Read them all. Now, before we get started with this episode's issue, let's take a quick podcast promo break and we will be right back. everybody, I'm Chad Bokelman. You may know me from the Green Lantern podcast, The Lantern Cast. You also may know me from making promises across the comics podcasting community concerning a new project I've been working on. An Action Comics Weekly podcast, to be precise. Well, it's time to deliver on that promise. The Action Comics Weekly podcast is a bi-weekly podcast featuring myself and a rotating cast of semi-regular co-hosts discussing the characters appearing in the comic series of the same name from the late 1980s. So, starting this summer, join me and Mark Marble as we discuss Green Lantern. For all the people that want to give Hal when he was Parallax a lot of shit about the way he acted, <laughs> Star Sapphire has nothing on Hal for being like pushed over the borderline because she's just completely friggin' nuts. Jay Jones as we discuss Wild Dog. He straight up, like you said, he, he murders these people. And that's that's not my DC Comics. That's not superheroic at all. Batman wouldn't have killed anybody. But the story this story is it's it's not bad. It's not great. It's it's like the character himself. It's like he's just it's just there. It just exists. 
Ben Avery as we discuss The Secret Six. So when I read this alone, as I was reading through this this issue, I'm thinking, what am I getting myself into? <laughs> I, I told Chad I'd do this, but I don't know if I'm going to like this. <laughs> I, I do end up liking Secret Six more. This is the introduction, and without this, you know, I probably wouldn't like you know the, the second chapter as much. Doug Zavisha as we discuss Dead Man. <laughs> well, it's it's a kind of a waffly Dead Man story. It wants to be a Dead Man story. It starts to be a Dead Man story. It forgets it's a Dead Man story, and then it comes back to being one, um, all in the span of eight pages. Alan Middleton as we discuss Blackhawk. That there's sort of this era of Blackhawk where he was sort of dissolute and sort of couldn't get civilian life together. Mm -hmm. And I think this story is either beginning that trend or at least tapping into that, tapping into that fertile story. And Michael Bailey as we discuss Superman. There is really no way to tie this two-page strip into that. So it really exists in its own world at a time where the Superman books were becoming more and more linked. So it's this oddity on a number of levels. And many other characters featuring many more guest hosts along the way. The Action Comics Weekly Podcast. Coming soon, summer 2016. Find us on Facebook for more details. Welcome back from the break. Today's adventure from the long box is Action Comics 666. Got a cover date of June of 1991. Issue credits are provided by Mike's Amazing World of Comics. We got a publisher of DC. Cover date was June 1991. Its on sale date was April 30th of 1991. Cover price is $1. Make you holla. Woo! Editor is Mike Carlin. Writer is James D. Hudnall. Penciler, Ed Hannigan. Inker, Will A. Blyberg. Letterer is Bill Oakley. And I had a pair. Remember, guys, anybody have a pair of Oakleys back in the day? Oh, yeah. They issued us Oakleys when we were in the what? desert. Oh, yeah. Yeah, man. Yeah. That's right. Oakleys. Actually, feel on them, too, in case you get in a sandstorm. Got a little rubberized thing on them. Yeah, oh, ours really? were cool. those, those hard, scratch-resistant plastics with the wraparound, with the little foam thing to keep the sand out your eyes. We actually got issued a different pair, and those sucked because they kept fogging up. So one of the guys rode into Oakley's, and they sent us a whole bunch. Oh, wow. So it was, yeah, it's cool. I probably still have my Oakley's rolling around here somewhere. Wow, those are expensive glasses. Uh-huh. But good glasses. I remember back in the day, those were cool who colored this book well getting back to the colorist is glenn whitmore and cover credits for this are by artist andy kubert speaking about the cover let's go ahead and get a cover description by jared i'll do that but i want to point out one of the things in the cover that you mentioned pat the comic was a dollar and that seems very affordable now doesn't it like comic for a dollar that's awesome you know what else you can get for a dollar Mm-hmm. Long Box Crusaders Club membership. Oh. Patreon.com. <laughs> See, I can't. So I didn't know where you're going. With My mind went to restaurants and I'm like, was it going off a dollar menu? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Chicken sandwich? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, just plug in the old Crusaders Club. It's as little as a dollar a month. You could be in on a lot more fun, people. Anyway, let me describe this cover. Here we go.
Spider-Man looks like he's had a rough night at the Taco Bell. Back to you, Patton. <laughs> well, that he does. That he does. I'm kidding. I've got a cover description. Here we go. Okay, let's talk about the cover of issue 666. Standard early 90s fare with the title font, triangular number, and metal bending corner box. Probably made from scratch, but here's the cover pitch. Superman is having a devil of a time out in space as he appears to be using every ounce of his beast-like strength to keep from being crushed between two meteors. That's not a good omen, but there could be more meteors, like Satan meteors. <laughs> I, I found a way to work Satan in there. Written like it's a clause on a contract across the bottom is red glass crystalline cure. This looks like a hell of a good time. <laughs> so for those of you that didn't catch it, I squeezed in scratch. I scratch, like the scratch one. Uh -huh. yeah, scratch. Uh, scratch pitch devil uh, beast. omen beast <laughs> Satan and a contract. You know, he's always had people sign contracts uh, sure. and hell of a good time. So that's your cover for 666. You spotted your Number own. Number I did. <laughs> <laughs> the devil is in the description there. We got all the detail we got. <laughs> I, I don't got any good segue there, so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, let's go ahead and do a round table here. And what did you think of the cover and the art? Let's start with Jason. Well, I agree with what Jared was alluding to when I first saw this. I was like, man, Superman looks terribly constipated. Just like he's working something out there. I guess I just expected a little bit more from Kubert. I see where he's going with it, but I think that there's probably some better ways he could have captured the drama that he was trying to portray in the cover. I'll stop it there. I don't have a lot of nice things to say about the cover, so I'll pass it on to Jared. Well, it is early Andy Kubert, and we saw him do some really good work on a G.I. Joe comic we reviewed recently here on the network. And so when I saw it was Andy Kubert, I thought, oh, we're going to get that G.I. Joe quality, but you can't always capture that lightning in a bottle. However, it does a good job of showing Superman stuck between a rock and a hard place. He's obviously struggling. There's a pending doom feel about it. I don't know. It's just there's a lot of gray, which doesn't help a lot, but it does make his costume stand out. So that's good. But mm -hmm. in the pantheon of great covers, this one, you know, it'll stay in the storage box down in the basement. Delvin? Not much more to add to that. It's a cover I would collect if I... We're missing it in my collection, but just picking it up because it wowed me. No, that's surprising because Andy Kubert is an amazing artist mm -hmm. and the number of hits that he has far outweighs the number of misses. I just happen to think this one is kind of a miss. What about you, Pat? There isn't, like you said, a lot, or like you guys said, a lot going on in this one. Superman is struggling between two rocks. Uh, that is one trying to hold up and push off another one. Uh, what I really find fascinating about this one is the Triangle series. It's mm -hmm. 1991. This is number 18 in the start of the Triangle series. So there's been 17 issues before of the Triangle series. So I think that's really cool is, you know, when they started doing this Triangle series, to make sure they had a continuous storyline going on in between the Superman comics. And you also have in the lower right, you have a little blurb that says, too, that's don't miss Man of Steel number one in one week. So this is a story right before Man of Steel number one comes out. I'm sure that, that our listeners are going to gasp in dismay here, but this is the first I've heard of this Triangle series. I, I'm, <gasps> yeah, I know. I'm sorry. So I, I, I'm looking at this Triangle. And so is this. <laughs> 
so this is weaving in between Action Comics and Man of Steel. Is that yeah? What and they Superman. did. I'm sorry. Yeah, go ahead. Pat, you got it. all the, all the Superman comics come Action Comics, Superman Adventure, or uh, you know. Adventures Superman, and then Man of Steel. Basically, four titles, right? And so you had to follow all of these in order to get a complete storyline. If you wanted, yep. They would weave the stories together through this, the Triangle series, so you would know what story to read before what because of the, you know. Greedy mofos in the night. I I think it's a really, I thought it was a really neat idea. I suppose. I really think it's a really neat idea. And, you know, because you'd get a comment, you know, well, which one should I read first or or that? At least with the Triangle series, you would know the order to read them in. Well, I I guess I'm a purist where I just like to have my comics. As a wise man once said, it's not really a pyramid scheme. (laughs) Yeah, that's true. Gotcha. All right. Right on. Good for you, Superman. Good for you. I really thought it was really cool. I mean, there's probably a better story than what I could tell, and I'm no expert at all. So if we had Michael Bailey on. Probably would have bailed after all my poop jokes in the beginning. (laughs) (laughs) What I also like on the cover is I like the Superman in action comics, and I like the purple that's kind of happening with that. That is kind of cool. I like that. Yeah. And I do believe that, you know, they change that for every cover. Uh, they change that for different covers. It's not always purple. So it, it's really cool how they use that to accent things. Well, with that, let's go ahead and get to the story synopsis. And that's provided by Jared as well, too. I'm doing all the heavy lifting around here. Just like <laughs> oh, Superman on the cover. Like Superman. <laughs> This story is called Picking Up the Pieces. Isn't there a cool little song called Pick Up the Pieces, like a 70s jam? How does it go? It, well, it's mostly instrumental, so it's hard for me to do. <laughs> mm. I'll play it right now. Yeah. There you go, huh? Sounds familiar, doesn't it? Yeah, now the pieces are coming together. <laughs> All right, let me do this. This issue is a conclusion to a three-part story arc. In the wrap-up issue, Superman is confronted with the death of his friend and teammate John Johns, the Martian Manhunter. Understandably upset, Superman doesn't take it too well when the entire U.S. military begins attacking him. The final straw comes when Captain Adam and Firestorm arrive to finish off the Man of Steel. Superman finally snaps, killing them both. And the additional three superheroes that were sent to stop him, who I don't know who they are. Superman snap. <laughs> I don't. Uh, they're from um, Doom Patrol. Oh, oh, I just made Paul Hicks very mad. Yes. Oh. You may want to edit that out. No. <laughs> Superman snaps all the way and kills everyone around him with a terrible scream. And then Wonder Woman appears, telling him that he must atone for what he's done. And then Superman comes back to reality, remembering that he's actually on a NASA mission to the moon to investigate a crystal that has been communicating with him through imagery, making him believe everything that came before was real. Once Kal-El and the crystal better understand each other, Superman helps the sentient crystal escape the moon and be on its way. There you have it. Very good. Very nice synopsis there. Thank you. Mm Mm-hmm. 
Well, as we always do with the Longbox Crusade episodes, let's get into some story review. What did you think of the story? We'll start with Delvin. Maybe you shouldn't have started with me. <laughs> <laughs> you better own it. Okay, I'll own it. I read it, and I flipped through the 22 pages, and it was like, well. That happened. It's a story. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it threw me for a loop at first because I was kind of like, what is going on? This is completely weird and out of character. I didn't know I was reading a three of three, by the way. The triangles did not give that away for me, so I didn't know. So it, it was kind of a surprise to see where I was going, even though I was read enough comic books and stories. I was waiting for that other shoe to drop. And then once it finally did and the story ended, it's like, okay. The sum of it for me was uh, kind of a big shoulder shrug. Yeah, that's just me. Maybe someone else has something a little bit better or, you know, highly complimentary to say about it. Let's go to Jason. I don't know if it's much better, to be honest. <laughs> I kind of felt the same way. I saw the, the part three, so I figured we were coming in in the middle or near the end of the story. And then when I saw all of the action and stuff at the beginning, it kind of read false to me like okay this isn't really happening there's something going on here mm -hmm. obviously they're not going to kill captain adam and firestorm i was both confused and not buying the drama left me i don't know just a little bit flat i think there's a little bit of heart there with him actually rescuing the stranded aliens i thought that was cool but overall the story left me feeling kind of flat it flew by i read it really quick i really didn't feel like i was reading anything or shattering in the superman universe what do you think, Jared? I feel like I might have liked the story the most out of all of us, but I also don't disagree with anybody. I'm with Jason. I didn't really buy it, what was happening at the beginning, but I was intrigued. I was like, how is mm -hmm. this happening? And then the reveal of it's, oh, it's all in his head and it's imagery. I was like, nah, okay, that checks out. So I'll give it credit for sort of a hot opening. But then when I put it in perspective of this is three of three, I'm like, did we really need two other books to get us here? I doubt we did. I feel like you could have easily set this up as a two issue story. But I don't know. I don't have the other books as reference. That's half the fun of the Longbox Crusade episodes. We grab one, pull it random and mm -hmm. judge it on yeah. its own. So on its own, I like Captain Adam. I like Firestorm. So that was cool. And it's a I, different Firestorm. Yeah, it's the He's Firestorm different. sort of the, oh, with the boots, with the fur. <laughs> that jazz. I liked it. I don't regret reading it. I finished it. You guys know I don't finish them all the time when I'm not intrigued. I was intrigued enough to finish it. Apologies to Paul Hicks for not knowing who those other characters were. I had no clue. I never read a bunch of Doom Patrol. And with that, I'll let you bring it home, DJ Christados. I agree with you guys as well, too. Being a part three, I figured there was other story going on obviously for two other issues and didn't really believe what was happening in the beginning uh, as far as like no they can't be trying to go after superman and, and take him out and do all that and i just couldn't believe it but did make it a really good story because like jared said i was intrigued to find okay what's really happening here why is this happening and so you can see that he's kind of flipping between different things and struggling with something and then you find out towards the end that yeah he does help this alien that's been there for a long time and you get that backstory of what was happening and why they were trying to really communicate with superman but doing it in an odd way that wasn't really working out but well, we're very crystal clear yeah <laughs> good one Dylan. being that it was some sort of a crystal that's the joke entity. i was, I was yeah, going for there i got it i caught it with the words <laughs> <laughs> but i think you know at the end it shows that it helped out superman 
fight the fear issues that he was facing. So it kind of hit me at the end. Just, you know, you guys, we talk off screen. I've had a kind of rough week myself. So kind of getting that end kind of hit me a little bit of Superman figuring out, you know, how to get over these things in his past and fears and doubts and all that. So I, maybe I got a little more softer spot for it as well. Kind of cool. It's cool that you can find solace and direction yeah. from our favorite little hobby here. Exactly. So I thought it was really neat. Comics can help not only the characters within it, but the characters who are reading it like us. The people. For the people out there. We are some characters. Yeah. I would like to start probably an adventure of going through the triangle you know that way you can read them as a story that they're presented to you uh, i think that would be interesting to do with that let's go ahead and find out what you guys thought of the story art and we will start with jared i thought the interior art was actually quite good i think it was hannigan yeah mm-hmm. hannigan had a good grasp of superman there were some really good shots of him flying and raging out he carried Captain Adam well. He carried the firestorm with the boots with the fur. <laughs> really well. Wonder Woman looked good. No complaints. I think the art team did a, a bang-up job. It's Superman, so they don't put B-team talent on Superman. And it shows here, solid, no beef at all. I will pass it to Delvin. I'm not as enthusiastic as you are about the artwork, even though I didn't think it was bad, it was good. It was passable. It wasn't a distraction that it made me dislike it or the quality of the book because of it. I wasn't a hugest fan, even though it wasn't a bad splash page. There was just something about Superman on page one where his head just looks enormous for some reason. That's nitpicking from someone who can't necessarily draw himself. But overall, I thought the art was average. That's about it. Let's go to Pat. So I'm going to agree with Jared on this. I really liked the art in this one. Uh, it wasn't overly wonderful or super great, but it was good. The characters looked great. The action was just so much in this with different things. Uh, you had the army. You had Captain Adam and Firestorm with the boots. With with the, the, the missiles being attacked and just out in space. And all kinds of different things. Wonder Woman. I thought it was really good. Going by fast, you could see what the story was happening just within the art. There wasn't a lot of words. So that helped to tell the story. And I'll leave it at that. We'll go to Jason. I'm leaning more towards the Jared and Pat camp with this one. I really did like the art. I particularly thought the layouts were very well done. Mm -hmm. It made you kind of pull your eyes across the page during the action. The artist did a spectacular job with the military vehicles and weapons. There's a lot of detail paid there. The F-16s on the page Mm -hmm. were spectacular. The anatomy of Superman in flight looked really good. You know, all in all, the art really outpaced the story on this one. It's solid. Let me kind of go around and just get a feel for everybody on Superman. I don't think we've really covered much of him. We were definitely covered in an episode that Delvin wasn't involved. So, Delvin, what's your thoughts on Superman? Have you read a lot? What's your level with him? I have some Superman. Okay. I have collected Superman, whenever there's been a creative team on there that I was interested in, Mm, never seemed to last very long. I know I collected at least a year's worth or so when Jim Lee drew Mm. the book. Uh, There's another artist that I liked 
think it was Carlos Pacheco as well. So I've collected some Superman at times. I'm currently collecting Superman because Bendis wrote it and I was interested Mm -hmm. in it. I've been doing this thing recently with my newer comic books where I let them pile up before I get to read a whole run of them, kind of like a Netflix binge just in comic book form. Mm -hmm. So I haven't read a ton of the Bendis stuff. So it's more event driven with me. I have nothing against the character of Superman. Superman's very important to the DC universe. Mm -hmm. Literally wouldn't be the same without him. I don't have the hugest interest overall in his story. Okay. Kind of wondering that because like, I know I got an interest in Superman. So maybe my take on when I read him, I have a you know deeper interest in, in learning more about him in that, because I'm assuming that probably Jared and Jason maybe have that same sort of thought. But what do you guys think? Well, I've kind of evolved on my thoughts of Superman over the years. For a long time, as I collected comics, I avoided the character. I always felt that he was a little too powerful. I thought whenever I read comics where he was put in danger, it just never seemed very realistic to me. I've always also kind of gravitated towards the heroes that are a little more vulnerable. I've always been more of a Spider-Man, Batman kind of guy growing up reading comics. But like Delvin, recently I started getting into the Bendis run on Superman just because I've always been a fan of Bendis and I wanted to give this a try. And I've really enjoyed this run that he's done. What kind of sets it apart is for the first time in my however many years of reading comics, I realized that what makes Superman heroic isn't necessarily his strength or his powers. It's that he chooses not to use them. There's nobility in that as well. He could go the authority route, might makes right and all that good stuff, but he chooses not to. And he trusts his friends and he trusts humanity to find its way. And he'll be a part of that, but he won't be a messiah. I think that there's a certain nobility into that that I'm starting to discover as I mature, I guess, in my almost 50 years reading comics. I don't know if that makes any sense. I'll pass it on to Jared. I'm pretty much in lockstep with Jason on this one. Back in the day, I was a Batman person because I Mm -hmm. like the vulnerable heroes. Kind of poo-pooed Superman, but then as I read it, I discovered just what Jason discovered. His true power isn't flight or strength or any of that. It's his ability to inspire to lead i would say what's very interesting has always been the relationship between he and batman because they're both great leaders but in very different ways superman's an inspirational leader and batman's a tactical leader if superman didn't have someone like batman to play off of i might not like him as much but as seen in the batman versus superman movie love it or hate it they need each other and that's one of the best relationships in comics i wanted to mention before pat took it back that i also have a decent amount of batman superman comics the dynamic between those two is something that i'm very interested in because you have that human who's trying to be more than he is as godlike as possible and then you have the god who's trying to be as human as possible and it makes Mm -hmm. for very interesting stories and dynamics when it's well written and well drawn well, very good. I really appreciate you guys taking a few moments here to kind of indulge me on the off-the-script question there, but helps me give a little insight to you guys. And I mean, we all have certain characters we like, and we all have some we're more interested in that, and I think that's what makes looking through these comics really great and brings up great conversation between us. So thank you. For With that, let's get to Jarrett's question for everybody. 
Well, we do it in just about every long box, and it is as follows. You are at a convention. You see Mr. Hannigan sitting there, and he says, hey, you're the long box guys. I love you, and I have every page of original art from Action Comics 666. You can have one. What page are you going to take? And we will start with Pat. I'm going to take the double page spread. No double page spreads allowed. What? No double page spreads allowed. Oh, I was going to do that too, Pat. Don't... The left one or the right one? <laughs> I'm taking it off. I'm taking it off. Because I'm going to say, you know what? You love the Longback Crusade so much. You know, tell you what, you let me get a double page. I'll give you a free uh, year of Patreon support. <laughs> give him that Patreon support. Yeah, because he loves the Longbox Crusade. I'll give it to you, but you gotta let me be a Patreon member. <laughs> or or you gotta pick a page. How about uh, that? That's okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's legit, man. The double page spread. Yeah, I like that. That you know, you got that army kind of creeping in there and Martian Manhunter on the ground and Superman getting all super. Man. It does make me wonder what the heck happened to Martian Manhunter that he's laying down like that was like some kid playing with matches. <laughs> you gave oh, yourself no. the laugh. <laughs> My weakness. Oh, no. Good one, Delvin. Good one. <laughs> you gave yourself the laugh. <laughs> Jason, what'd you think? Well, Jason already gave his thoughts, really. He agreed with you. Since he took that one, I'm going to go with page nine, the one that has Superman just blowing uh, Captain Adam. Adam the Smithereens. That one looks pretty intense. All right, Delvin. See, if you get in a Superman comic, you want something with Superman on it. To me, the coolest page was where he was getting bombed on content page six. I think that's very cool. Mm -hmm. But you can't really see Superman on it. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. I would rather go with something that he is on. So I'll go with content page four because it was really cool looking at the jets and then yeah. Superman kind of in flight and a little bit of an aerial battle there. That was pretty cool. Yeah, that's a good one, too. To wrap this up, if I'm not going to be a cheater like Pat and take a double page spread and keep it honest, I'm, <laughs> I would take the double page spread. I really would. But if I'm not and I got to go with a single page, I'm going to go with Jason because I'm a big Captain Adam fan. And it's just kind of a cool conversation piece to say I have the page where Superman killed Captain Adam. You know what? Then if I'm going to pick a single page <laughs> spread or a single page. Don't dump out of the peer then, pressure. <laughs> I am. You know what? Because I'm going to pick the page number 10 as Superman fighting the Doom Patrol that somebody doesn't remember who they are. But I do, Paul Hicks. I do. <laughs> so I'll buy it for Paul. I buy it and I give it to Paul Hicks. Doom Patrol? More like Dumb Patrol. Right? And there goes Paul's Patreon support. <laughs> Thank you, Paul. It's been nice. I'm sorry. Now, would you do 10 or would you do 11? Because the Doom Patrol folks look more pronounced, I think, in number 11. The Robot Man getting blown apart. That's his name, right? Robot Man. Yeah, Robot Man. Yep. Well, I see more of Superman there. And you got more panels. I guess that's true. I guess that's why I go with that one. Well, uh, since the double page spread's free, I'm going to change my mind and take that double oh, page. Damn, oh, that's what I was going to do. You tricked me. You button hooked me. You button hooked me. Oh. Oh, take it back, Pat. Take it back. All right. Well, with that, let's see. Does this bring back any memories from June of 1991? We'll start with Delvin. We mentioned on the last Long Box Crusade, I believe, that I thought I was starting to collect Amazing Spider-Man around 12 years old, which for me was 1989, and that's not the case. It was 14. It was 1991. So there is that. But what I would remember most from June 1991, it's when my brother graduated high school. 
a lot of things were about to change for a 14 year old me. I did a lot of growing up that summer. Yeah, my brother left for the army. I mean, that was like just a big growing up sign because I was the only kid in the house. And I had no idea how much I was going to miss my brother. And I did uh, intensely. But we became really good friends because we would write letters to each other. And so I wrote the heck out of them uh, back and forth uh, while he was in basic training and then later on in AIT training. And so we became uh, really good friends because of that. And then I started the neighborhood high school when at that time I had done nothing but go to the magnet schools that the smart kids went to. But I went to the neighborhood high school in ninth grade. So I went there knowing all but no one. Mm. So I had a few things happen in my life where it's like, oh, geez, I better start making some decisions and getting out there and, and making some friends and not just being insular and in my own circle. So it was a year of growth for me. Very good. Well, that was right. quite a biography, though. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm trying to figure out, I'm going to edit that down to yeah. <laughs> Call me Ishmael. <laughs> well, I'm gonna. I'm just gonna piggyback off of Delvin's there too, because I I'm the same age as your brother. I graduated in June of 1991, so that was my graduation year. Man, it was like you said, it was a changing time. You know, you're graduating high school and you're going on. I remember, you know, still collecting at the time too. And the these early 90s is kind of my heyday of collecting, just buying so much more than you can read in one week because you had work and other things to do and you know and party (laughs) for the summer but had a good time in that summer of 91 was man it was a good summer of 1991 but yeah i would say in in another memory is just this is beginning of the heyday of my comic book collecting so how about you jason i'm trying to remember 91 was that when dad was in desert storm jared yeah yeah thereabouts that was about the time you left for the army as well right that's what it was yeah because i had enlisted and i was off to basic that fall so i was uh, celebrating the last days of freedom <laughs> 91 was kind of weird 90 and 91 i actually graduated in 89 so i spent a lot of time just kind of wandering trying to figure out what i was going to do and then enlisted and jared's right i was heading out the door that fall to go to basic training at fort leonard wood so I wasn't really reading comics at the time i think i'd kind of outgrown them for a minute would get back into it when i joined the army again <laughs> but yeah that's where i was just kind of in adulthood purgatory i guess sure i was in middle school living in north carolina my older brother was leaving i guess that was the year of older brothers leaving for the army <laughs> like delvin <laughs> You know, things were going good. I was still pretty into comics because my friends at school were into comics. This was the era of Eric Larson and Todd McFarlane were on fire. Yeah, a big um, boom. This is when I, you know, first started actually dating a girl down the street. Ooh. In fact, one of the movies we're going to talk about later on in the episode is was one of my first dates with her. Ooh. And so, you know, aside from Jason leaving, which kind of sucked, and of course my dad being in a war zone, so that's two big sucks. But aside from that, <laughs> everything, everything was going pretty good. Can't had a girlfriend, had comics. Yeah, a girlfriend, comics. I really don't care about the rest, right? Woo! You still got him. You got a girlfriend. You got comics. (laughs) Don't tell my wife. wife. Yeah, yeah. Don't tell the wife. (laughs) She doesn't need to know my girlfriend or my comics. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, 
well. Well, great memories, guys. Great memories. So I think with that, that's going to bring us to an end of this part of the show. You got a comment or question, send us an email at contact.longboxcrusade.com or make a comment on the Longbox Crusade Twitter, Facebook, or Instagram page. We will be right back. What? Have you ever read uh, a Superman comic? Not in the last few hours. Oh, I was just checking, right? Just checking. Hey everyone, my name is Michael Bailey, and I have been a fan of Superman for as long as I can remember. In 1987, I started collecting the Superman comics as a going concern, which led me down a long and winding comic book-filled path to 2007 when I first started podcasting. Well, it's 2017, and because it's been 10 years since I started podcasting, and 30 years since I started reading Superman full-time, I thought it might be fun to start a new show called It All Comes Back to Superman. It All Comes Back to Superman will be my monthly reaffirmation of my Kryptonian faith, where I will pick out something about the Man of Steel and discuss it. Sometimes I'll be alone. Sometimes I'll have a guest. No matter how many people get involved, Superman will be the focus. It All Comes Back to Superman is part of the Fortress of Bailey Tube podcasting network. New episodes will drop on the 28th of every month. This show and all of the other programs that are part of the Fortress of Baileytude podcasting network can be found at www.fortressofbaileytude.com. Now it's time to scan through the featured issue of Action Comics number 666 for the top ads that stood out to us in a segment called Add It Up. up. are the ads that stood out to us in this issue and we'll start with jared first of all i was surprised at the low number of video game ads for 1991 usually they were packed in there but i'm still going with a video game ad boys gotta give the tip of the cap to my favorite the teenage mutant ninja turtles it's their original Uh, ad in the back fresh from the sewer and into your nintendo entertainment system comes ultra's version of teenage mutant ninja turtles now you can take control of these heroes in a half shell as they nunchuck, swim, and bazooka blast their way through sewers and streets, ridding the world of rival robots, wretched ruffians, and the evil Foot Clan forever. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, they're out of the sewers and available where Ultra Games are sold. It also has a little blurb where they talk about now they have a game released on Game Boy is like the Foot Clan game or whatever. But let me tell you something about that original Turtles game. Balls hard. <laughs> <laughs> but we loved it because it was turtles we could play it on our machines and i've gone back and played it as an adult used the game genie to cheat with it the game genie makes it balls hard <laughs> <laughs> there's no way out of that damn thing anyway i think we all played turtles back oh, in the day man, but that's, that's the yeah. one that leapt out at me i will pass the proverbial pipe to my brother jason well i'm gonna go page five the cracker jack ad with baseball card little mini cards in there i think those are pretty cool i've been sitting here staring at them trying to figure out if i could identify which players they are and i think i've got it as barry bonds barry larkin doc gooden ken griffey jr i think i can't tell who that is kirby puckett mike piazza ricky henderson that's randy johnson 
Yeah, okay. I'm thinking Randy Johnson. That's Randy Johnson. But anyway, I also had what I think. What do you think, Delvin? Give us an ad. I think you two picked two good ads. Mm-hmm. So I'm left scrambling. <laughs> You can jump in. If you love turtles, you can get on the turtles train. Yeah, do what you want. Yeah, sure. In that case, I'll jump on turtles because turtles is one of the games that I owned on the original NES mm-hmm. and I never beat it. Never Same here. Same here. That it. game was just, oh, it was very, I did get the splinter. By the time I got the splinter, you had like one bubble of health left and the splinter just breathed your way. I mean, excuse me, shredder. Shredder would just breathe your way and you just crumple up and that was your last turtle. (laughs) 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 So yeah, turtles was hard. It was, it was a fun game, but man, they, they made it too hard. Concur. I bet I know which one you're going to pick Pat. Yeah, you know, well, I I would jump on the turtle train as well, too. But I think enough oh. has been said about that. Dungeons I, and Dragons. Yep. My first one is Dungeons and Dragons. I am Dungeon Master, your guide in the realm of Dungeons and Dragons. Back in 1991, I would have picked the turtles. You know, I was all over that back then. But now that I'm older, really got to understand Dungeons and Dragons a lot more, been playing it a lot more. I'm definitely going to choose uh, Dungeons and Dragons ad that's here it's pretty cool you know it's here dungeons and dragons like the red box mm-hmm. right yeah you got this really demony kind of creature coming after a heroic guy with a axe really cool picture i think it's it's a medieval swordsman powerful warrior or mythical wizard this can be you in the new dungeons and dragons game Ooh. oh <laughs> now that i'm older and really enjoy playing that i really like it so maybe we could do that for a live stream do a dnd one oh dnd yeah i think that'd be cool are you saying that because it wasn't your idea jared yes (laughs) (laughs) it's it's an awesome idea (laughs) 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 maybe Maybe. All right. So do you have a comment on this as well? Do What's your favorite ad? Let us know. Email us at contact.longboxcrusade.com or give us a comment on the Longbox Crusade Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram page. Now let's continue on with the next segment called Way Back in Time. Once again, it is time to take another revealing peek back into history. What famous date shall I set it to today, Mr. Peabody? June 1991. Got it. Here's some major news for June of 1991. On June 5th, Mikhail Gorbachev receives his 1990 Nobel Peace Prize. Must have got lost in the mail. (laughs) (laughs) It it takes a little bit to ship there overseas. (laughs) Well, on that same day, June 5th, the space shuttle STS-40, a.k.a. the Columbia, took a launch. Well, then in June 6th, Dana Plato received a six-year suspended sentence for robbing a video store. And for those of you who don't know who Dana Plato is... (laughs) (laughs) She was on different strokes. Strokes. Okay. okay. She was on different strokes. <laughs> <laughs> what you talk about, Will? <laughs> <laughs> different strokes. It takes. That had to be said. 
Had to be said. June 6th, NBC announces Jay Leno will succeed Johnny Carson as host on The Tonight Show on May 25th, 1992. On June 9th, Jack Lalane, 76, arrested for suspicion of DWI. Too much juice. <laughs> that guy was juicing, wasn't he? He was the juicer? <laughs> juice guy. He's a juice guy. He's drinking the wrong juice, Jack. On June 10th, David Lynch's Twin Peaks airs its final episode on ABC TV. I remember starting with Twin Peaks, but not finishing it. On June 11th, Microsoft releases MS DOS 5.0. Ooh. That's good. <laughs> <laughs> DOS five times good. Damn. <laughs> <laughs> <Delvin> was born. <laughs> On June 11th, Natalie Cole releases Unforgettable with Love, covering her father's standards, and it won Grammy Album of the Year. It's a very nice song. Mm Mm-hmm. June 14th, Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves, opens, directed by Kevin Reynolds and starring Kevin Costner and Morgan Freeman. I'm English. (laughs) Yes. Very good impersonation of Costner. (laughs) Movie's still good, though. It is good. It is a good movie. Maze a disc. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, remember when I told you that on the 5th, the Columbia launched? Well, Uh guess what happened on the 14th? What? Came home. They landed. Yay. I guess uh, nine days later, they came home. Cool. Uh, June 18th, Everything I Do, I Do It For You, single released by Brian Adams, made Billboard Song of the Year 1991. Mm -hmm. That's a good love song for the summer. Had my first girlfriend. Oh, there you go. There's no love like your love. (laughs) And no Opening, I swear. (laughs) June 23rd, Weird Al Yankovic records Babalu music. If anyone would know about that, I'm assuming Jared might. I'd actually defer that to Pat. Oh, no, you know what? I don't know. (laughs) Got me there. I I got nothing. Sorry, Weird Al. Very talented man. I just don't know what the heck Babalu music is. I don't know. I don't know that. I guess I'm assuming it's an album, but I'm more familiar with uh, Off the Deep End that he did around this time. Yeah. So June 27th, Emmy 18th Daytime Award presentation, and Susan Lucci loses for the 12th time. Wow. Boy. She lost a lot more. Yeah. Oh, boy. That's heartbreaking. You'll be all right, Pat? (laughs) Yeah. I think I will be. Let's go ahead and figure out the top 10 movies for June of 1991. And there's some good ones in here, boys. I'll put in the number 10 movie for June of 1991 was Kickboxer Part 2. Oh, (laughs) Electric Boogaloo. (laughs) The Road Back. I've oh. seen Kickboxer, but I've never seen part two, The Road Back. I don't think I have either. And I'll keep it going with the number nine movie was Europa, Europa, the film so nice they named it twice. 
<laughs> Moving on. Number eight is Suburban Commando. Who's in that movie? Hulk Hogan. Oh, Ooh. yeah. Okay. Number seven is Don't Tell Mom the Babysitter's Dead. The dishes are done, man. Oh, man. I just remember that commercial. Dead. I never saw the movie. <laughs> that's Christina Applegate, right? Yep. I remember that. Yep. That's a, that's the greatest part of the movie. Dishes are done, man. Coming in at number six is Spike Lee film Jungle Fever, which I would know nothing about. Shut up, that was <laughs> <laughs> <clears throat> <clears throat> uh, Number five sucks, so I'm going to go to number four. <laughs> <laughs> oh, number four looks so good, doesn't it? Yeah. It does. All right. Number five is Dying Young. That sounds depressing. Yeah. Moving on. Number four, Blasting Off. With the Rocketeer. Ooh. You know, our boy Timmy D played Timmy the villain. D. Yep. Guess he was just biding time for that next Bond film. They still thought he might do another one at this point, but mm-hmm. didn't materialize. Mm-hmm. But I, you know what? I'm with you, Pat. That movie is still fun to watch. It's still fun. A great movie to watch. I really enjoy it. Lots of action and fun. I don't know whose turn it is, but I gave you a great intro. <laughs> that only means that it's time for a naked gun. Two and a half. The smell of fear. I've been swimming in raw sewage, sewage. and I, <laughs> I love it. Love it. <laughs> I've seen that movie way too many times. Yeah. All right, I've got the number two movie. I've seen it. I own it. I love it. It's City Slickers. Another good movie. Another great movie. Look into my eyes. You see. <laughs> the number one movie is, of course, Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves. That's the movie I went to see with Corey Golombowski. Oh. Shout out, Corey Golombowski. You're still out there. Had a great time. <laughs> I'm sure you did. Who shows up at the end of that movie? Uh, her parents did. You know did. God well who shows up at the end of that movie. <laughs> There's only one good thing about that whole film. Yeah. I had to save that film from the filth. That Kevin. Sean, Sean, come on, Sean. There's only one Robin Hood, and you're looking at him, lad. You're looking at him. I and buy this guy a damn sky. <laughs> Merry Christmas. Sean, you, are you done getting the boxes ready for our trip to Mongo? Yes, I've got the regular boxes yes. and the special. And I'm making the quotation with my fingers <laughs> boxes. If you good. know what I mean, Lanny. Good, 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 good. So when you guys yeah, are done with your gonna play- move, we're gonna move on to the top three songs according to Billboard at this time were number three, I wanna sex you up. You mean from the movie New Jack City? I got this boys. <laughs> I wanna sex you up. Now let's start take off your coat. I'll make you feel at home. Now let's pour a glass of wine, cause now we're all alone. Christopher, I've been waiting for you. Give me a rose. I've been dying for you, girl, to make love to me. You, you can do Jack Swing. No, that's a different song. 
I never mentioned the band, by the way. Color me bad. Color me bad. Two D's because you know that's that's real bad. That's just that's badder than actual bad. Mm -hmm. That's double bad. It's bad to the. It's bad to the D's nuts. (laughs) (laughs) Make love to each other. Which, which sounds really gross. I, I got nothing. Man, you better turn off the heat. Well, you know, <laughs> is it my turn? Because I'm feeling all time. I guess it's me. And the number two song is More Than Words by Extreme. I don't know that song. It's dumb. <laughs> you know that song. Who's next? Are we out? Okay, good. I got got the last one. Coming in at number one on your hot charts for June of 1991 is Mariah Carey with her hit, I Don't Want to Cry, that I don't remember at all. But we'll play it right now. See, I remember it. Tell me what you got. You look like you're ready to go on. I'm I'm trying to remember this one. Tell me ready to go. I was a huge Mariah Carey fan. This was her debut album. This is when her first song that came out was Vision of Love. I would always joke that like every Mariah Carey video was the same. It was like her and she would be in a black dress and there would be a beach and there would be a locket of some sort and a swing somewhere. Like that that was like every video she ever came out with. (laughs) It worked. Are you going to sing me a little bit so I don't want to cry? <laughs> I can remember it, or? Uh, I, I can't reach Mariah Carey. <laughs> <laughs> it didn't stop us from any of the other songs. Uh, <laughs> you didn't reach Color Me Bad Range either, but we did it. I don't want to cry. Don't want to cry. Nothing in the world can take us back to where we used to be. So I'm giving you my heart and soul. I must find a way to let you go. Cause baby, I don't wanna cry. Maybe I don't know it. It's not as memorable as making love until we drown. (laughs) Do it till we both wake up. But then again, what is? That's going to bring us to the end of this part of the show. You got a comment or question, send us an email at contact at longboxcrusade.com. You can also follow us and leave a comment on Twitter at Longbox Crusade. We will be right back. Hello there. This is Jared Albrick, a.k.a. The Yard Sale Artist, with a quick podcast promo for my show, Comics with Normies. Here's how the show works. Using my yard sailing skills, I acquire a random comic book from a yard sale. I then give said random comic to a normie, a normie being a person who doesn't normally read comic books. Then, on the show, I'll sit down with the normie to discuss the issue, get a real outsider's point of view, and see what some of the comics that we love, and maybe not love so much, seem like to those normal folks we see walking around on the streets each day. It should be a fun perspective, and good for a few laughs. You can check out the Comics with Normies podcast, along with some other fun-filled podcasts from White Rocket Entertainment, on iTunes and at whiterocket.podbean.com. And feel free to join the show using Twitter handle at Normies Podcast or on Facebook at Comics with Normies. Once again, you can find Comics with Normies on iTunes and at whiterocket.podbean.com. We'll see you there.
Welcome back from the break. Now let's get to the feedback part of the show where we share your comments, emails, questions, likes, and shares in a segment called Crusader Comments. We are thrilled to kick off these comments with special shout outs to our Crusaders Club members. These are the fine folks that have joined our crusade. They enjoy discounts from Jared's online store, theyardsaleartists.bigcartel.com. Buy something. Early access to special long box episodes. Listen to something. Voting to determine show content. Vote on something. A quarterly newsletter. Read that newsletter. (laughs) And so much more. (laughs) So much more. So these are the fine folks reaping the benefits and giving some much appreciated support to the show. Thank you for being a friend. Angelica Wolf. Bill from the Bat Pod. Lasseter Stashin. Bob Buster. Braxton Underwood. David Capuni. David Collins, bat, bat, bat. Battle Wagon. Gene Hendricks. Gerald Green. I, the Collector. Ivor Evans. Jeremy L. Joe Thomas. John and Maggie. Jose Pollo. Maxwell Trevor. Miranda W. Paul Hicks. Reggie Hancock. Rick from Jeff and Rick Presents. Ronald Went. Ross Michaud. Ryan Daly. Samantha Maney. Sean Urbanski, Steve Cronin, Tim Price, and Toronto Cop. If we missed anyone on our list, we apologize. Please keep in mind that we record these episodes well in advance release, so if you're a recent addition, we should be adding you soon. But still, no worries. Just let us know we missed you by sending an email to contact at longboxcrusade.com and we will get it straightened out. As a reminder, you can become a Crusaders Club member by heading over to patreon.com and searching for Longbox Crusade. For as little as $1 a month, as long as you're not Jason, you'll get access to the amazing world of the Crusaders Club. You missed it. Give me a dollar. I missed it. How about it? One dollar. Come check it out. Don't have any extra scratch lying around, but still want to help us out here at Longbox Crusade headquarters? Please take a moment to write a review on iTunes for this podcast. Even if you just want to keep it short with just star ratings, it helps raise the profile of the show, and we will share your review on the next show. like to give a special shout out to Professor Allen because mm-hmm. he donated more comic books to the troops in our Comics for Courage program. Shit. Professor Allen, you are a saint and a scholar, my friend. Thank you so much for your contribution. We salute you. Absolutely. We will move on to social media likes, shares, and retweets from Longbox Crusade episode 19, where we cover G.I. Joe, a real American hero. Issue 91 from October 1989. We'll start this one off with Aaron Head Moss. I got Adam Corn of the Children. We left our wallet with Al Sedano. Next up, Alan Dawson. Austin Kuykendall. Billy Cope. Bradford William. Brian Patty Roush. Chad Elkins. Charles Averett. Clinton Robinson. Get back in the basement. <laughs> And take your podcast, Coffee and Comics, with you. Corey Carpenter. Corey Lanier. Danilo DeLay. Darren Kohler. 
Dave's Comic Heroes blog. David Halpern. Dennis Matthias. This looks like Devo, which is fun. So whip it good. Dustin Staub. Checo Roberto Echevarria. Hope I came close. Fan Film Fridays of Podcast. Francesco Vanagoli. Francisco Fernandez. Gary Lewis. Gene Hendricks. Grant Carlton. Green Lantern HG. Hal Jordan. Helmuth Brickasack. Paul Hicks. Homeschooled Film School. Hoover Jeremiah. Ivan Chudley. James Charles Huntley. Jason Gardner. Jeff Polier. Jeffrey Bodine Harris. Jeffrey Fonzo. Hey. 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 Joe Carpenter. Joe Ruberry. Joe Thomas. Jonathan Schaefer Hames, who I have it on good authority, knows what he did. Mm-hmm. Hi, Maggie. <laughs> Joseph Iliff, Agent I. The man with two first names, it's Kevin Charles. And Kirk Spencer is haunted by Sergeant Rock. Cobol Georgie. Laurel at Mountain Flower One. Thanks, Laurel. Longbox Diving. Manuel Merlo Garcia. Marquise Roy Holland. Mike Siebert Radio Podcast. Getting high off our own supply? It's on Her Majesty's Secret Podcast, the best James Bond podcast in the business. You know it. Peyton Odinson Excelsior. We have Philip O. Radioactive Dinosaur. Ranger Gord. Rick Heineken. Robert Hanselman. So hot right now. (laughs) (laughs) And the lovely Ruth Sutherland. Secret Wars and Beyond Podcast. Thanks, Sean. Sean Mutter. (laughs) (laughs) What was that, Jason? Sean Mutter. (laughs) (laughs) You're kind of muttering there. Sean Mutter. Sean Mutter. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, bits on the spot. Bits on the spot. (laughs) Sean Urbanski. The Hammer. Strikes. And random geeky stuff. Throwbacks. TK Hulk 2.0. Tomb Priest. Podcrasher. Good band. Also known as Tim Price. You can't hide from us, Tim Price. We see it in there. Timmy. Two idiots versus the world. Uh oh, boys. I'm going to need y'all to give me a beat. Well, here's the thing, y'all. There ain't no packing like the unpacking power of the power pack packing because they don't stop packing the power of the power power pack. <laughs> did my best. Tried to fill in for you, Pat. Yeah, you did good. You did good. Since it was a horror power pack, I did like a spooky beat. Ooh. Oh. <laughs> Just so you notice. We're still working on it. We're still working on it. <laughs> We're getting better. Yep. Vandal Caps Lock. And finally, Vanza. Large list of people, so really appreciate the love on this one. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. That was a freaking huge list. Felt like we were reading for like five minutes. <laughs> it was awesome, though. Absolutely cool. Now, we will move on to social media comments from... Uh, picking one from a newcomer here is Esley Richardson, and he says, uh, G.I. Joe, I remember seeing the comics in the shops. Were they part of the Marvel Universe? Yes. Well, no, they weren't. They were just... Their Marvel own comics. part of the Marvel Comics, yep, just part of Marvel Comics. The first movie, Rise of Cobra, featured two battle suits that wouldn't look out of place as Shield hardware. Totally agree. Mm-hmm. Concur, and thanks for dropping a comment. I will take one from our resident musical genius, Joe November. 
Joe writes in and says, this cover looks familiar. I may have owned it back in the day. Looking forward to listening to the cast. And thank you, cool. Joe. And you know, when it comes to your music, you know we're hooked on you. You don't stop. <laughs> TikTok, you don't stop. Uh, we always like hearing from our musical genius, Joe November. For those of you who might have missed out, he does pretty much all of our intro and outro songs for all of our shows on the network. So God bless you, Joe. And we'll be seeing you soon on our Comics to Console Crusade. I'm going to go from a land down under here with Paul Hicks, who says, I listened, hash yojo trade, but I bet you hope I don't win. You're right. And you didn't. <laughs> Rigged, 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 rigged. Goes that dollar again. I don't know. It's not going to a land down under. <laughs> he only says that because he's looking out for our shipping costs. But man, we'll we appreciate you, it, Paul. Yep, we if do. you win, it's coming your way. That's why That's you right. guys pay into the fan club, and we're going to use every penny to give it back to you. Got that right. So hang in there, Paul. You'll win something eventually. Something doesn't have to be sent through the mail. <laughs> And finally, I will pick Coffee and Comics. Uh, at Coffee and Comics blog says, hashtag Yojo Trade is probably going to Jason's secret Twitter account. Right, Weasel Skull? Maybe I shouldn't have said anything about it being secret. See, th- this is why we keep you in the basement. Yeah. <laughs> I can't keep secrets. Yeah. You, know, you know what else I'm keeping? Your dinner. How about that? <laughs> I put that lotion on. <laughs> it rubs the lotion on his body. Also, snitches get stitches. So, you know. Well, there's one thing I think we miss, guys. Mm. And I think everybody wants to know who got the Halley for that episode. Nobody wants to know. Mm-hmm. I mean, look, I, I didn't want to brag, but Green Lantern HG says, finally, it was very hard picking who got this episode's trophy. Delvin's attempt, I'm forgetting the other name, I can't read it, it's coming in blurry. Mm-hmm. Okay, fine. Delvin and Jared's attempt at an English accent had me laughing hard. I'm sure he was all sixes and sevens. See what I did there? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> then there was Monkey Rich. I, I don't even remember the show. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> I don't remember it either. <laughs> And so he said, screw it, Delvin, Jared, you each get a trophy. Great episode, guys. (laughs) I so rarely win. (laughs) You definitely try for them, though. I do. I put more effort in than anybody. You can't. That's the thing. Yeah, it's got to be. Anybody can say that now. We can all look back (laughs) and say that now. (laughs) And now let's get to a very special comment that we got in from one of our Awesome Crusader Club members, Angelica Fetty Woof. Hello, Angelica and her kids. She left us a great voice message, and let's go ahead and play it right now. Also, thanks to your guys' podcast being one of the few that my kids can listen to. Not so much because of the adult content, because you guys don't cuss, um, and they love superheroes. My kids are now going around the house singing, da 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 Da, 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 da. So thanks. <laughs> yeah, that was really awesome. Thank awesome. you very much for sending yeah. that in. It melts my heart. And wow, we are influencing the next generation, fellas. <laughs> I tell you what, you know That's what, a kids? Scary thing. If the kids are listening right now, all right, I want to just throw this out there, and I want you guys to hit that solo right along with Jason. All right, guys, let it roll. <laughs> Down the highway. <laughs> Go, Jason! Go, kids! Go, go, ka-choo! All right. 
I have to add, because of course that'd be remiss. I mean, I, I know Angelica. I've known her for good God. Time passes way too quickly. I know her husband because I was stationed with him. Cool. And they are very good friends of mine and uh, my wife. And so to have her along on this crusade with us, it means a ton. It's yeah. great. And when she heard it, and this isn't the first venture of mine she's been supportive on, oh, uh, awesome. it just shows what an awesome friend that uh, her and her husband, Andre, are to me and my wife. So it's greatly appreciated. Yes, indeed. Definitely. When I sent the package, it was to an APO. So they're stationed overseas? Absolutely. They oh. are now in Germany. They uh, have been oh. stateside, but... They wanted to get an overseas assignment forever and a day, and they finally got one, and they're over in Germany now. Cool. Awesome stuff. Awesome. So yeah. Thank you. Guten Tag. Yeah. Dankeschön. Wie geht's? Es geht mir gut. Bratz. <laughs> Oktoberfest. Wo <laughs> oh, ist die Bahnhof? Perfect <laughs> <laughs> Nugent. Kaiser Czechoslovakia? I stole it from that. <laughs> Thanks, everyone, for your follows, likes, shares, and comments. We appreciate your friendship and help in spreading the word for about this podcast. And that's the show. Be sure to check out the website, longboxcrusade.com, where posts will be made for journaling this crusade. I want to thank Jared, Jason, Delvin for joining me on this episode. But before we go, let's find out where the listeners can find us on the Internet. Jason. You can find me at Weasel Skull on Twitter or at Jason Albrick on Facebook and Instagram. Delvin. You can find me at D-E-E underscore R-A-Y 1977. Jared. You can find me at Yard Sale Artists. That's Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. They're all Yard Sale Artists. And of course, the Yard Sale Artists dot Big Cartel dot com. I invite you to come inside, take off your coat. I'll make you feel at home. Now let's pour a glass of wine because now we're all alone. Hey, I've been playing it. No, I mean, let me your information. Oh, okay. <laughs> You can find me on the Twitter at Cristados01 and you can make love to me. <laughs> he wants to text you, you up <laughs> all night. Making emojis until we're done. Girl, I'm gonna hashtag you. <laughs> and if you want to interact with us via live chat and be entered to win some free stuff on our live raffles, Join us for our next episode of Doing It Livestream over on YouTube. We do them on the second Sunday of every month, and we always start at 3.30 p.m. Central Time. You can get signed up for that by looking up Longbox Crusade on YouTube. Please subscribe to our channel and click the bell so you will get reminder notifications when we go live. Thank you for listening, and we hope you have enjoyed this episode of the Longbox Crusade. Got a question or comments? Email us at contact at longboxcrusade.com or leave a comment on the Longbox Crusade Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter page at Longbox Crusade. Until next time, take care and please join us on the next episode as we continue on to Crusade 2. Read the ball! The music themes for this show are done by musical genius Joe November. Please check out his SoundCloud at Josephlin99. That's J-O-S-E-F-L-I-N-9-9. You will not regret it.
All songs, song clips, and characters discussed are copyright of their respective copyright holders, and no infringement is intended, and it is for entertainment purposes only. We are just fans that like to share our love of comics. Outtakes. Do it, do it, All right, we're starting in three, two, eight, and one. You're listening to the L... LBC, I was going to say. God dang it, man. <laughs> oh, I can't even do the show anymore. I'll do it, Robin Stark. Me, me, me. We got Jared. Oh, we got Jared Albert. The, the Weasel Skull. It's Weasel Skull. Let's try that again. <laughs> Jared, don't look at me like that. Don't give me that look. 14 minutes of the recording. We've got 13 minutes of outtakes. We haven't got past the opening. I may not be able to see if there's like a, see that thing there? Yeah. What is that? It's kind of like a tea bag. I immediately regret taking this down as <laughs> No, you don't. Yeah, you learned it by watching you, Jared. Yeah. <laughs> in the opening. <laughs> I didn't know we were going out for seafood. Why are there crabs no. in this? <laughs> Why did this happen? Outtakes. Maybe, maybe. Outtakes after dark. <laughs> <laughs> uh. I didn't go to all these yard sales for 20 years for nothing, okay? The yard sale artist doesn't go to people. People come to the yard sale <laughs> He's referring to himself in third person. <laughs> he is. That's pretty scary. Uh, I'm entertaining myself. Anyway, we should probably entertain other people and get back to the show. And we will do a diagonal. And we'll, we'll looking oh. at the bar here. Oh, Let's go ahead and start with. Can <laughs> <laughs> you I'm speak? <laughs> Are you programmed? No, you know, I'm not. But I mean, they don't put beat. T- Whose ice is that? It's not me. I don't hear anything. Now I do. I think it's my cat playing with her. <laughs> it was the cat the whole time. time. Come on I... and get involved till the mystery is <laughs> solved. <laughs> <laughs> there was a lot of action in this book. So the drawing. I got him. You can watch, watch him throw his cat across. <laughs> <laughs> Catapult. <laughs> All right, Delvin. What's up? The page. Ah. <laughs> Show's falling apart around our ears. <laughs> she heard me say wife and showed up oh. at the door. Uh-huh. Like if you say Beetlejuice. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's all jokes, Johanna. You can listen to the episode. <laughs> I think she's hanging outside the door. This I think she, like a is she gone? <laughs> I don't think so, man. <laughs> she mostly comes out at night. <laughs> mostly. <laughs> We're going to move right along to the top three. Oh, I'm sorry. According to Billboard. Don't go web over here. What's to move on? At this time. All right, give me a French take. <laughs> That's what we specialize in. We specialize in outtakes. That's our boy mm-hmm. band specialty. Yeah. Yep. And I wanted outtakes. Tell me why. 
Chris Tackles can't make his words right. Must be scripts. <laughs> Jason's got his thesaurus just right. <laughs> and I want it that way. <laughs> oh, fun, fun, fun. We're crazy. So many outtakes. Yeah.